Hello and welcome to a new episode of Tamer Talks Change. I talk about making a change and transformation to our most fulfilling lives. Today I'm going to continue what we started last episode talking about the mindset and specifically I will be speaking about limiting beliefs. Specifically I'm going to talk about three aspects of limiting beliefs. What are limiting beliefs and how do they impact our ability to reaching our goals? Where do limiting beliefs come from and what are the most common ones? And three, how do we identify our own limiting beliefs and how can we overcome them to go about and do our change? So let's get started. Welcome back. And before we get going, remember to subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. Uh, click like if you like the episode. Leave a comment with your questions or comments. And definitely, definitely, definitely share it with someone who you believe can benefit of it. Let's just spread the good. The first thing is, what are limiting beliefs and how do they impact our ability to reaching our goals? So limiting beliefs are self-imposed thoughts and convictions. It's what our mind convinces us that is our restriction and our limitation in terms of what we can and cannot do. Sometimes those limitations are baseless, absolutely baseless. There is no rationale behind them. There is absolutely no past experience whatsoever to confirm this kind of limitation. And sometimes they come from previous experiences. But what is important is what is the impact of such a limiting belief on us reaching our goals? It's very simple. If you believe you cannot do something, you're extremely unlikely to do it. If you believe you cannot make a certain walk, you won't. If you believe that you have limited abilities to study something or to learn a new language, your process to learn the language will be extremely difficult. It's because your mind already dictated that this is a limitation and you believed it. So it is like swimming against the current. With every stroke you take, you will be pushed back by the wave. And the wave here is your brain because it convinces you that this is a limitation you have. So obviously, having limiting beliefs, which we all do, at some point or at some level, we all have limiting beliefs. What makes the difference is our awareness in terms of understanding what are my limiting beliefs and how can I deal with them? How can I remove them or neutralize them so I can go ahead and succeed and in reaching my goals and succeed in reaching you know, what I'm, what I'm pursuing? And in order for us to understand that, we're moving to the second point is, which is, where do limiting beliefs come from? And what are the most common limiting beliefs? And the reason why I will, I will list down a list of most common limiting beliefs is because they are very common. Sometimes we have them, maybe they are strong, that really stop us from reaching our goals. Maybe they're not, but they are there, you know, looming on our, in our brains and on top of our heads. But it's important to, to list them so people can understand and can relate to some of them. Maybe you have them, maybe you don't, but it kind of gives you an idea on what limiting beliefs look like. So first of all, let's understand where do limiting beliefs come from. 
Limiting beliefs come from two main sources, either external factors or external sources or internal sources. External sources are exactly what I mentioned in the last episode. If you haven't watched it, please go back and, and see it. The external sources are the five sources which I mentioned last time, which is uh, our parents, the way we raised our teachers and how, you know, what, what they educated uh, us on when we were young, our friends, um, our, uh, our society, and the media we were watching. So those are the most common external sources for our limiting beliefs. So if we were told at a young age or growing up that we cannot do something like you're not good with, with learning languages, you're not good with sports, you're not good with you know making crafts with your hands, whatever it is that we were told that we cannot do growing up is coming from an external source and to a far extent builds that limiting belief that we cannot do it. And there is the other source, which is an internal source of limiting beliefs. Now, this could be coming from our childhood as we grow up, but could be as well coming from our adult self, our adult adult virgin. And those internal sources come from five different areas. The first area is self-doubt. So... It is believing we're not capable or worthy of success despite absolutely no evidence suggesting otherwise. Maybe you had succeeded in many things in your life, but then all of a sudden you start doubting yourself. You start having self-doubt that, okay, maybe I am not able or maybe I am not worthy of making that success. The second source is, and this is one of the major sources statistically of limiting beliefs, which is fear of failure. And it is about thinking that any attempt will result in failure. It's about fearing the failure, whether what we think to ourselves or fearing what would others think of us if we fail, or fearing the consequences. And all of those fears and all of those fear of failures, they eventually build up limitations in your brain and they kind of invent limitation. Your brain kind of invent limitations in terms of what you can and cannot do. Just because you are afraid to fail, you will already, your mind will already be reluctant to try new things. And if you don't try it, you know, you will never know if it if it works or not, or if you're able to make it or not. Um, a third source of the internal sources for forming limiting beliefs is perfectionism. And I used to myself like, you know, I used to think of myself as a perfectionist. I wanted to do everything right. I wanted to do whenever I'm I'm doing a task or handling handling a task or doing a job. I want to make everything perfect. How the email looks like, how the project looks like, you know, uh, attempting to to meet deadlines, to meet targets. And I used to think that this is something good until I realized that perfectionism is one of the limit is one of the internal sources for limiting beliefs because eventually you procrastinate a lot you become or i become i became very reluctant to doing things because i was not sure if it's perfect enough 
And that could be one of the most powerful internal sources of limiting beliefs because you keep pushing things, you keep pushing deadlines, you keep pushing trying to do it because you believe you're not ready. Oh, I'm not ready to do it. I need to prepare more. I need to read more. I need to ask more. Eventually, it leads you to the same conclusion that you're not there, you're not trying, you're not actually doing. The fourth source of internal sources is scarcity mindset. It's it's believing that there's limit, limited amount of success or limited amount of resources available, that if you do one thing, you cannot do the other. And um, I have seen that growing up while I was at, at university, trying to uh, you know, study for universities, try uh, uh, studying for uh, foreign languages, or even started, I had back then started learning French uh, on top of, you know, working on, on strengthening the English language on top of uh, studying for the universities on top of training. And the scarcity mindset actually convinces you that I'm not able to do too many things at the same time. If I am succeeding in one thing, I will not be able to succeed in another thing. And that's, again, it's another limitation that your brain puts on you uh, that has absolutely no foundation or no base. And the last uh, and the fifth source of internal sources of limiting beliefs is the fixed mindset. It is believing that abilities and intelligence are static. And this is a very, um, it's a very slippery slope because once you believe that you cannot be smarter or you cannot get more, you cannot increase your skills, you cannot enhance your skills. It just, that's just, here you go, that's your limiting belief. You, you, you won't even try. And the funny thing is we can always improve our skills and we can always improve our, the level of our intelligence. I'm not talking about IQ. I'm talking about gaining, trying new things, gaining the experiences and becoming better at taking decisions and becoming smarter in doing things. And that can always be refined. And if you have a fixed mindset that, you know, I am who I am, uh, I am how I am, and this is my level of intelligence, this is this is my level of abilities, and it will not be improved no matter how hard, hard I try, you know, you will, that just creates your limiting beliefs just right there. And these are basically the five sources of internal uh, of internal sources of limiting limiting beliefs. Now I'm gonna I'm going to list some of the most common examples for limiting beliefs. And again, I want to mention those because some of those apply to to many of us, or I don't want to say to most of us, but they apply to many of us. And maybe you can find one of those limiting beliefs, uh, you know, that apply to you. Um. There is a limiting belief of I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to, uh, for this relationship, or I'm not good enough to manage this team, or I'm not good enough to manage this job. There is the famous limiting belief of I'm too old or I'm too young. Whether you say I'm too old to try new things or to start something new, or I'm too young to be at that level which has historically obviously proven to be wrong, you know, in, in, in numerous examples. There is, I don't have enough time. It's typically one of the limiting beliefs we get when we want to pursue a new goal, when we want to 
have a side hustle, when we want to, uh, you know, do more activities with our families or things for ours, for ourselves or for self-care. We always say, I don't have enough time. But most of us would have enough time to, you know, I don't want to say most of us, but many people would find enough time to gossip and will find enough time for PlayStation and for, you know, uh, a couple of hours sitting at a coffee shop chatting or social media browsing, which I'm not against, obviously, getting, you know, uh, in a lot of information from social media, but if you if you have the limiting belief that you don't have enough time i would i would really look at what we uh, at at what you do in your time or with your time that's that's an obvious limiting belief out there i don't have enough time there is i'm not smart enough obviously there is i don't have enough experience and obviously we will never have enough experience but we have enough to start you know to start trying something new uh, and then build your own experience. If you if you stop at, I don't have enough experience. Obviously, it's a limiting belief. Then you will not, you will never get the experience uh, at any point. There is a limiting belief of I'll never be successful. Again, uh, maybe we succeeded in something. We don't believe in multiple successes, or we didn't succeed at uh, despite several attempts. And you know, we stop there. We we believe that it will never work, and we will never succeed. There is, I don't have enough money. There is, I don't have, I'll never be one of the best. Even if it's true, you will never be one of the best. Depending on which which standards or whose standards. There is, I'm not talented enough. Again, uh, scarcity mindset. Believing that you cannot enhance your skills. You cannot become better. You cannot improve your intelligence or your abilities. There is a never be a great leader. Well, that I had listened to myself a couple of times. And uh, and again, it's it's a different topic. And uh, maybe leaders are uh, created, not born. It's something I believe in. But that is a limiting belief at many at many people for at, or for at many leaders. They believe that they will never be a great leader. So those are some of the most common limiting beliefs. And I'm saying them out there, again, so you can reflect on those, connect with those. If you have any of those, then you you know you have identified one already. But what happens to uh, identifying our own limiting beliefs and how do we overcome them? And that's the third point I'm talking about today. So I'll start first with how to overcome uh, our limiting beliefs and obviously you will get the flow from the flow how do you identify your own so there are five different um, pillars to kind of overcoming limiting beliefs the very first one is awareness having the self-awareness and it's a topic that i do plan to to do episodes on this self-awareness thing. But for now, what we need to understand is if we identify these beliefs or we identify these beliefs, the limiting beliefs, by paying attention to our self-talk. And I spoke about this in the last episode. We pay attention to our self-talk and to the reactions or our reactions to the challenges and opportunities we face in life. 
being self-aware or reflective of why would you not do what you want to do? If you want to think about what you want to, if, if you wanted to start a new sport, if you wanted to start a new project, if you wanted to take a new assignment at work, if you wanted to get into a relationship or take your relationship to the next level, regardless of any topic in life or aspect in life it is, think about or have, think about, reflect and, and try to get self-awareness on your self-talk. What do you say to yourself that makes you not pursue what you want to pursue or the goal you, you always dreamt of or the goal you have? And how do you react to the opportunity? Even when an opportunity presents itself to you, that would, you know, it would enable you to pursue or to get on, uh, you know, pursuing one of your goals. How do you react to it? Do you, do you get scared? Do you, do you step back? Do you stop and pause and, you know, get, get reluctant? Paying attention or having the level of self-awareness to what you say to yourself in those moments kind of reveals your limiting beliefs or your limiting belief about that specific aspect. The second uh, point in, in, or the second pillar in overcoming our self-belief is challenging the assumption or the confirmation bias. Um, what is confirmation bias? It is basically having a belief uh, just out of nowhere and then interpreting all circumstances or all actions around it according to that belief. For example, it is very common and it's something I always had. And I believed it. I, I was a victim of confirmation bias myself. Uh, when we work with someone, a peer or let's say a boss, and you believe that your boss hates you, your boss doesn't like you, he doesn't support you, you will interpret and you will see every action or word he says, he or she, in line with that belief, in line with the fact that they don't like you or that they don't support you. And the funny thing is, in many cases, if not in most cases, it is not even true. It is not that they don't like you. Look at how you behave. Look at how, look, try to interpret exactly what they're saying or look at what they're, how they're behaving or what they are saying or what they are doing. From a from a naked point of view, without any bias, without any, you know, prejudgment that you had already labeled on that relationship or on that person. And this is where it is very important to challenge the assumption. Be aware, be, be aware of the confirmation bias. Um, so you do not fall a victim of confirmation bias and eventually, you know, everything will be easy to interpret, every every action, every word, every movement. Because you already you had already labeled it, you had already decided what it is, and you don't leave room for actually trying to listen, try to understand what it is. And that obviously gives you some limiting beliefs that you know it's not moving from here. I cannot move from 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 this relationship or from this aspect. The third pillar in overcoming our limiting belief is uh, redefining failure and even though it sounds easy, it's or sorry, it sounds simple, but it's not easy. <clears throat> we all know that 
uh, that saying that says you either win or you learn. There is no failure. And it's one of the things that are easier said than done. But I I want you to to redefine that failure definition in your in your mind and and in in the success mindset or in the frame of success mindset. See failure as opportunities for learning and growth rather than signs of incompetency. People don't fail always because they are incompetent. Maybe they fail because they don't know how to do things. Maybe because they haven't been taught. They didn't learn. They didn't pay enough attention. They didn't put enough effort. There are various reasons for failing at things while pursuing our goals. And it doesn't necessarily have to be incompetency. And even though sometimes it could be incompetency, it doesn't mean that you cannot improve your competencies. It doesn't mean that you can improve your skills and become better at doing at doing those you know uh, those tasks or those or those steps towards your goal. And that is, it all lies in the redefinition of failure in our minds. So I would say, unless you're trying to be the next evil Knievel and, you know, jump with a motorbike over a cliff, it is safe to practically try almost anything without having that fear of failure, which what we talked about at the beginning of the episode. One of the major internal drivers or internal sources of limiting beliefs is our fear of failure and redefining how we perceive and deal with failure goes a long way in terms of overcoming our limiting beliefs, identifying them when you realize that I never tried because I'm actually afraid to fail, afraid how people will think of me or what others will say about me or how would I feel after I fail. After I fail. It's okay, you will survive. The fifth pillar, uh, sorry, the fourth pillar is positive affirmations. And uh, actually, after the last episode, when I was talking about positive affirmations, I got, I got a few comments uh, that makes me want to reiterate on what I had said last time. Positive affirmations um, counteract negative beliefs and reinforce uh, a more powerful or empowering mindset. But I want you to remember that I do want you to stand in front of a mirror and repeat hollow phrases. Otherwise, you know, that's a very short road to insanity. I want I want you to, to look and be perceive positive affirmations as your convictions. How, how, how powerful and how strong do you believe in those affirmations? When I repeat positive affirmations to myself, I don't I don't blindly go in front of a mirror and say I'm smart, I'm 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 fantastic, I'm strong, I'm capable. I actually embrace it, I believe it, and I embody it. These are positive affirmations. And it can be the very little things when we do something that is not very smart and or we fail at something or we do a small mistake. How we say, how we talk to ourselves and how do we give ourselves positive affirmation makes a world of difference. And instead of instead of believing that, oh, I was stupid to do this, or I was that was really incompetent of me to do this, it is about the positive affirmations at those points. It's okay to fail. I can do it. I will try until I'm I will, you know, try until I make it, until I succeed. Giving yourself those positive affirmations in your brain 
in your soul, believing in them while you're repeating those positive affirmations, it's a complete different approach than just repeating those affirmations, you know, in a in a shallow manner or in a hollow manner in front of a mirror. That's just not the point. But definitely positive affirmations are one of the uh, pillars to overcome our limiting beliefs because, again, it it reduces our negativity and our, you know, which blocks our mindset and our brain and, and, and ability to act. And it reinforces our empowering uh, mindset. The fifth and last pillar of overcoming mindset is seeking support. And of course, it goes without saying. Personally, I manage to succeed to a very far extent in terms of building a success mindset when I had my coaching journey. It was my personal experience. It doesn't mean it have to be yours or all of you, but we can always seek uh, to engage mentors, coaches, peers, friends. The most important things, though, is when you are engaging anyone to help you with your mindset or to support you because you're seeking support, is that you trust those people and that you, you trust their capabilities to help you and that you have the right chemistry. Um, it's not about working with the best coach or with the best mentor in the world. It is about working with the coach or mentor or peer or friend who you get along with, who you appreciate their approach, who you trust them. If you don't have that, you would have guaranteed very little impact and very little value from this kind of endeavor. So, um, these are the five pillars of overcoming mindset. And I want to leave you with this thought. Developing a success mindset involving, involves replacing the limiting beliefs with empowering ones. I will give you now a six-step approach that I personally do to kind of identify the limiting belief and, and overcome it, which basically comes from, from what I had just uh, explained on, on, on those five pillars. So basically, I identify a limiting belief. I want to do something. I realize I'm, I never tried doing it or, you know, I never really pursued it. And I kind of focus on my self-awareness. Why did I never do it? Was it uh, my fear of failure? Was it my uh, level of awareness of on, on, that, on that matter was not high? Regardless, I identify the limiting beliefs or the limiting belief in that manner. And then I start questioning them. Why, why did I build that limiting belief? Even if it comes from, from past failures, I, I, read, I need to re-question that. Where was I in my life and my abilities and, and intellect back then and where I am right now? Or where do I need to be? What do I need to enhance in order for me to be more successful or to be successful next time? And then I do replace... This is the third step, to replace those limiting beliefs with an empowering belief, with a positive affirmation. It is, uh, again, we, we talked about it's not just the whole message, but it's actually the how strong and how strongly you believe in that, in that empowering uh, belief. And then the fourth step is to set clear goals. What exactly are my goals? What would I call success? It is not vague and elastic goals like I want to have more money or I want to be successful at work 
or uh, I want to reach my target. What is it exactly? If it's money, how much money? From what sources? Uh, how do you quantify it? If it's about success at work, what do you define success? Is it a promotion? Is it a status? Is it your ability to lead teams? You need to be super specific with your goals. And fifth step is to take actions. And when it comes to taking action, I always focus on the first step. You know, the the saying that goes 1,000 mile uh, trip starts with one step. I always think about that one step. Because if I think about the next 10 step, 100 step, 100 steps, I always find roadblocks. I always find issues. I always find problems. I always find things that I need to do or to work on or to improve or to enhance. And that, you know, takes us to, again, wanting to be a perfectionist. And eventually, I end up not doing anything or not starting even anything. Here, I focus only on the first step. And this is my advice at this fifth step. You always focus on your first step. Just get going. Just get started. Just take the first step and you figure the rest on your, you know, as you go, as you progress. You know, I always believed in, in, in business and in personal life. I would jump over a plane and then grow wings on the way down. I don't wait for everything to be perfect and ready. Otherwise, we never start. So this is the fifth step. The sixth step is to seek support. Again, whether it's a mentor, it's a coach, it's a, it's a friend, it's, it's a peer, always seek support because it takes two hands to clap. It takes two to tango. Going about every single quest in your life alone makes it very difficult. Even if you can succeed, which is which is possible, uh, by the way, it just makes makes things a lot a lot harder. Um, so those are uh, the three points for today. And before I go, I I will tell you a story, which is kind of a continuation from the story of last time about how I did a half marathon for the first time. Um, but here it applies on on limiting beliefs. Um, it was my thirtieth birthday, and uh, among all the you know birthday nice birthday wishes I had received, I had received a super interesting birthday wish from a from a from a colleague. Uh, maybe he's listening and he will remember this. He told me, "Happy birthday! It's only downhill from there." And that. That kind of comment made me stop for a while because I was thinking, oh, what an what an interesting comment. It's only downhill from there, from 30. And I must admit that for a while, it kind of stuck with me. Like, okay, I'm hitting 30. Um, for men or women equally, it's, you know, it's a number. When you're in 20s and you're, you believe you're young and then you hit your 30 and you start believing, okay, I'm getting older. The funny thing is, as it stuck with me for a while, I started, for some reason, I started challenging this statement. And it kind of became my motto for the following years. Uh, I wouldn't exaggerate to say until today, but I just felt like defying this concept and doing the exact opposite. And for that, um, basically on two levels, on career level, I started given priority to to my career at that point in time i started doing going on crazy trips crazy amount of trips uh, i was doing insane amount of travel i was you know uh, 
going not the extra mile, going the extra 10 miles at work. I, I, I wanted to, to prove it to myself that ages is just a number and I, and I can do a lot more than I did in my 20s, you know, while in my 30s and, and, and in my 40s. And on another level, when it came to sports, which was a very, it's a very apparent and obvious aspect, the physical aspect, because obviously we're with age, you believe that, or we believe that our muscular abilities diminish, which I believe it's a myth to a far extent. Uh, of course, yes, physically it does have an impact, but I went ahead in my 30s to make way more achievements and winning way more medals in sports and in probably, I, I don't want to call it extreme sports, but extreme endurance sports more than I had ever done in the previous two decades when I was in, you know, when I was 17 and when I was in my 20s. I went to achieve a lot more in sports. Last time I spoke about being uh, doing the f uh, half marathon for the first time in my life with just you know a few weeks notice. After that half marathon, which was in my 30s, by the way, my very early 30s, like it was one of the drivers to do that half marathon. But after doing this half marathon, I went ahead to do a couple more and then it wasn't enough. I wanted to do more. I went ahead and did a marathon, a full a full distance catastrophic story for another time but i but i eventually finished finished the race under the time it was a great achievement and afterwards it's it became not enough i wanted to do more i started i, I had the, the the right friends back then and i started doing triathlons did a few races in olympic distance i increased it i had, uh, did in sprint first and then in olympic distance and then I did a few races in uh, in half Ironman distance in the 70.3 triathlons. Again, a story for another time because it didn't work for the couple of times and then I, I went ahead to to finish a couple of a couple of uh, half Ironman distance races. The moral of the story is it was I was facing that limiting belief for quite a while that it's only downhill from there that okay i'm getting older i'm probably not able to achieve or do what i had done in in you know when i was younger which every day i believe it is proven to be completely wrong because every day i continue i go ahead and learn something new in my mid or second half of my 30s i started also playing a new uh self defense sport start playing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I went ahead to play in the World Cup and got a bronze medal. Um, now in my 40s, I also started a new a new sport. So I started playing judo and, and, and you know, I'm signing up for, for tournaments. The same for, for, for my career. Just doing this right now, doing this podcast, um, being active in sharing my stories or what I have learned in my, in my career or in my coaching journey with everybody on social media. That that is an ambition. That is my passion project. Something that I always wanted to do, and I'm going ahead and do it. It is about truly uh, crushing those limiting beliefs and going after what you what you you know what what I always dreamed of, what I always wanted to do, regardless of the outcome. We do not control the outcome we do control our efforts and that's what i always uh, focus on 
With that, we come to the end of this episode. Uh, please stay inspired um, and keep moving towards your transformation. And remember, you can't be upset for the results you didn't get for the effort you didn't do. So take responsibility, own it. <laughs>